Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Eric Mitchell Podcast. Here we go. Another week has begun. A daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. So glad you are here. Got all your fingers and toes. Doing okay? You had a good weekend, I hope. Certainly do. Uh, hopefully we're getting to the point where we're starting to turn the corner. They, uh, they, they made a big announcement locally, I guess it, uh, different depending on where you live. The announcement on the news Sunday is the first time that the sun will be setting after 6 PM in quite some time reason to celebrate. Oh my gosh. So there's going to be some changes up North. At Fear Bunker North. Um, the way this lays out is Charity Scam Mike, my beloved stepsister slash sister's husband, technically my brother-in-law, or maybe not technically, but I just love him to pieces. He's one of my favorite people on the entire planet. Decades ago, Mike's dad, his name is Tom, purchased a piece of property with a uh, nice log cabin on it, like a mile and a half away from Fear Bunker North. Okay, the idea was, okay, he's got his place. Uh, Mr. Ch- Mr. Mike's dad, and uh, and we've got ours, and we can you know go back and forth, and oh my God, now we can all be together. Because in the old day, we would all just kind of like plop down in tents at Fear Bunker North. And uh, my dad would stay in the old trailer. Well, as time would pass, obviously, I bought that property off of my dad. And, uh, well, everything else stayed the same. Um, so, but then the other day, the big announcement, uh, Charity Scam Mike's dad said, I'm selling the place. And there was a, a whole litany of reasons behind it that I won't get into, but all I can tell you is that charity scam Mike was crushed because this is like his happy place. Uh, Mike kind of burns a candle at both ends, uh, trying to live his best life, but he has a uh, child with a, uh, very intense, uh, disability, I guess. I, I don't, I hope I don't say the wrong thing, but, uh, for him to be able to come up north and and dad's like, oh, yeah, come and go as you please. Well, suddenly dad's like, oh, no, I'm selling the place. So it's like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? We got no place to go. It's going to be so terrible. We can't have our fish fry. We can't sit by the fire. We can't have s'mores. So um, then after like uh, some warring between uh, Charity Scam Mike and his pops, Mike finally threw his hands in the air and said, fuck it. I'm not even worried about it. I don't even care. We'll figure it out. So then, um, this is a, uh, an example of lemons, lemonade. Mike has a pal that, uh, 
Also very, very close to him. He says, well, I got this motorhome. You can borrow it whenever you want. Give me a couple hundred bucks. You take it whenever you want to go up north. And then I said, yeah, and you can bring that thing up to my place. And uh, so now we've got one, two, well, about four or five units. Campers, fifth wheels, people uh, that people stay in. And uh, so the idea now, and my dad and Joanne had been staying at the cabin that's now being sold. They, uh, um, they, they wanted to stay there in a little more comfort. So uh, I'm like, well, nope, you're coming back to the old trailer. So we're going to put these two in the old trailer. That's, that's fine. We'll work that out. And then now we have to uh, uh, modify Fear Bunker North so that it is like a campground. You know how like when you go to like an RV park or whatever and in between the lots, there's like this post sticking out of the ground with like you can plug power in and shit like that. Well, I have to install all that because otherwise everyone's going to have to have like 100 foot fucking cords to go from their camper to the power box. So we got to do some modification on this deal. And, um, but that kind of, I was just uh, putting my ducks in a row on that. With my uh, sister slash stepsister, Sue, her husband, Jim, is an electrician or some guru on electricity. Yeah, he knows everything there is to know about electricity. So we're going to, this place is going to look like a RV park. A poverty RV park, but still an RV park. So we're going to have everybody, this entire family, and all these dogs at Fear Bunker North. And frankly... It's going to be bonkers. This is the way we used to do it, but we do it in tents. And we would all get really drunk, really drunk. Now that's not the case. Nobody drinks, except for Mike. Mike still drinks. Nobody drinks. And uh, so all the dogs running around, it's going to be insanity. Oh, shit. Kind of bubbling under over the weekend. You might be looking at me right now and saying, Eric Zane, you look remarkably handsome. And I and I get that all the time everywhere I go. I mean, who wouldn't? When you look this this fantastic all, all the time. Uh Blue State Rob, before I get into that with a killer joke of it'll look like an AA meeting. At a NASCAR race. Yes. Thank you. Star on the forward for uh, on the forehead for that joke. Not on the forward. By the way, there was a uh, NASCAR event last night. I'm really going off on tangents today, but try to keep up. I was over at Jackie and Justin's house. For uh, something that I'll describe in a few minutes. And they had an, a, a NASCAR exhibition event going on. The uh, The season doesn't start till the Daytona 500. But they've got this like made-for-TV event called the Clash at the Coliseum. The Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum is a stadium that's been there for 100 years. They At the end of the football season, they rip up the football field. They bring in tons and tons of dirt. And they build a NASCAR track. Now, 
This track is so small. It takes the cars 12 to 13 seconds to get around it. It's the stupidest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. And you can only get like 10 cars on there at a time. And like the the top speed is like 65. Not lying. Hand to God. It's such a crock of shit. What the fuck? Oh, God. It was awful. The clash at the Coliseum. Like, here we go. The start of the 50-lap race. And then, like, 45 seconds later, the race is over. Oh, my God. It was like a parking lot. All right, where was my brain before I started to digress massively? Okay, so last night, I'm like, okay, I got to... I need a massive trim. I got to give myself a haircut. And this is going to take some time. I've got the eyebrows are long. Got to trim those. Diana's looking at um, this this gray patch of hair on my chest and my fat gut. And she goes, oh, God, get rid of that. Got to get rid of that. And then my head. Now, I've been cutting my own hair for over a decade I could do it I am not lying with my eyes closed rarely is there a problem but I don't know where my brain was but I messed this up the goal is to have the top just a little longer than the sides You start with the sides. I put the guard on. Did all the way around my back. Sides. Change the guard. Start doing the top. I'm halfway through and I go, something doesn't look right. Something's peculiar. I should have gone with a number four on the sides and the back. And a number five on top shorter on the sides and back than on top that way you know i can style the top a little bit i like to push it a certain way maybe a little flippy flippy maybe a little you know hair sprigs down here on the side uh try to make myself look presentable again four on the sides five on top What did I do? Five on the sides, four on top. Absolutely 100% backwards. So I'm like, shit. So then I finished the top at four. Now I got to go to the sides and go three. So I did that. Not exact. It's, It's fine. It's just not exactly what I wanted. Knowing me, I'm lucky I even noticed, frankly. I was a little tired. That would have been ridiculous. Not like it would have mattered, you know? I'm getting uh, more than one comment. Bald shaved is the best. Yeah, but that's from losers who lost all their hair. I'm not losing my hair. 
And if I was, it's not like you. I mean, I might lose a little from the uh, from the sides here, but I've got a full head. Just because you schmucks lost your hair at like, you know, honestly, you probably only had uh, a full head of hair for about nine months because, you know, it took a while for your hair to grow in when you were a little kid. And then once you got it, you started to lose it by, you know, maybe a year at most after it all fell and then it started to fall out. So then it all falls out of your head. So you just say, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with it and shave it off. And that's a good, you know, a good thing. I agree with that. You should absolutely, because it looks ridiculous when you try to hide it. Uh, there's some theories that I will be bald. That is ridiculous. Uh, my mother and my father and my grandparents all had full heads of hair. I will. Uh, if you look at my father and my mother, massive hair all the way uh, to the end from my mother, not thinning at all. My dad, absolutely luxurious hair. You guys just l- like to look gross. This is your goal. When you shave your head. Okay. I'm already have the most unattractive head of hair. So I might as well just eliminate it and get out ahead of it. I actually applaud that. You're saving the world, saving the world from looking at your disgusting receding hairline. Blue State Rob says we need the play-by-play description on how you shave your nuts again. I don't know if we need that, Rob. I don't know if that is actually needed. That might be some type of overstatement, to be sure. All right. I got to quit looking at the comments because, um, again, the only way the show works is more of me and less of you if you want it to be enjoyable. Rest in peace. Eris Hampers, Grand Rapids radio legend. Eris has passed away, according to an article posted by Scott Winters. Another longtime name in the history of uh, Grand Rapids radio. There's some pictures of Eris, different periods of his career. Uh, Eris here with the long hair uh, in front of like a uh, old school radio board, the knobs that was probably taken uh, sometime in the seventies at WLAV. Uh, Eris hosting something, holding the microphone here and, and here Eris is shortly after he uh, had lost his voice. Cancer had robbed him of his voice. I found that out the hard way. I was not aware that it had happened to Eris, and I reached out to him shortly after starting this podcast. Occasionally, I would have uh, guests on, especially right after I started the podcast. Uh, Eris was an acquaintance of mine, but um, I wouldn't say we, uh, I mean, uh, here's my first, here's my introduction to Eris Hampers. I was at a Whalen concert. I'll never forget this. And um, 
Waylon performed, and then I see Eris, and I, I go, oh, wow, this is a radio royalty. I'm going to go up to him and introduce myself. So I did, and we hit it off. It was a nice, it was a pleasant conversation. Um, I was a little concerned that he would be like aloof because he just had a uh, look about him, but I couldn't have been more wrong. He's very, very sweet and kind, and uh, we're just shooting the shit. This is before I got fired from uh, from Free Beer and Hot Wings, which is might be. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Um, anyway, and uh, then as him and I are having a little one-on-one time talking, I uh, I feel a presence to my right. This nice lady by the name of Stacy, who I haven't seen in some time, but a uh, friend of the band. And, uh, I, I kind of look at her and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And she goes, um, I've got a problem. I go, uh, okay, well, what's up? And uh, she goes, yeah, excuse me, um, Diana's sick. I go, Diana's sick? Yeah, she's throwing up. I'm like, oh, fuck. I know what that means. Uh, Doesn't happen often, but occasionally. She might just have a wee too much to drink. And when that happens, it hits quickly. You've got trouble. So I go, hey, uh. Eris, uh, it was great talking with you. And he kind of smirks, said, see that's that picture of him holding the microphone <laughs> to his face? That's the look I got. The sweet, wry smile. And he's like, oh, you, you have a long night, my friend. And he goes, well, it was great talking to you. We shall meet again. Okay, I wander backstage. And Phil from Waylon is there. Well, the rest, the whole band's there. And uh, a couple of the girls are holding her hair back as she's barfing in a in a garbage can. I go, hi, honey. And she goes, it was a pizza. It was a pizza. I go, oh, yeah? What 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 happened to the pizza? It was greasy. Uh, oh, yes. It, what pizza is. You know, the oils from the cheese that uh, get, get comes with the territory. I think we can go home. I, I, maybe not. I, I feel good. I feel I'm fine. Maybe we should go home or, or we should stay. I go, well, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, eh, Let's just uh, let's just head out, you know, get your coat on here. And uh, I'll take that uh, plastic garbage bag full of puke. We'll just uh, deposit that in the dumpster and uh, let's get you home, okay? Oh, man. I don't know what happened. I, I was doing fine. I just I just talking. It's the next thing you know, I had to throw up. I just leaned over. Ah! Oh, my God. Yeah, it must be the flu. I'm so sorry that happened to you, honey. That's okay. I had a good time. Okay, let's uh, let's get you in Betty by there. Why is your bed spinning? And she gets up, runs back, and then pukes again. Oh, my God. 
Uh, Scott Winters wrote a nice article. Uh, Scott had uh, probably more of a relationship than I did, or at least knew him more than I did. Uh, talks a lot about this dude. Um, that's uh, Aris with Allison Hart, who um, also passed away. These they, these folks come from an era on the radio where, um, you know, you had three channels on the TV and you had the radio. That's the only type of um, influx of pop culture that you would get. No phones, no computers, nothing like that. So your TV news people were big, a big deal. Like uh, if you can picture Ron Burgundy and the radio people were as equally important to the culture and uh, radio stations, uh, the different air shifts that took place. Uh, these were gigantic celebrities. Um, gone is that era where you have um, uh, full staffs of stars that just like, oh my God, you meet these people. Like where I grew up, it was the same thing as uh, here. In, uh, I grew up in Detroit. So when I turned on the radio, you know, these names were very, very influential people. And um, nowadays, radio stations really don't even have staffs. They're all just like voice track from out of town and nothing is live. That's just the way it is. Uh, same thing at LAV. LAV was like WRIF where I grew up in Detroit. LAV with, um, you had um, you know, Aris, uh, Uncle Buck, and uh, names like that. Kevin Matthews, the important people that were on that radio station. And Aris was one of them. So um, this is how I learned that Aris had lost his voice. Of course, I ruined this. It was ridiculous because I think the word was out, but I wrote, hey, here's Eric Zane. I'm podcasting these days. This is in March of 2019. Just a few months after I'd gotten started. I'm wondering if you'd like to join me on it so I can interview you. Are you interested? Hey, Eric, glad to see you're still on your feet and continuing your passion. I'd love to. I would do that in a heartbeat. But, and this isn't a secret. I'm just not advertising it. I'm dealing with a couple of health issues right now. And the biggest problem is that I've completely lost my voice. It started a couple of years ago, so I ignored it. But now it's serious. Two visits to my ear, nose, throat, <clears throat> and a CAT scan later. <clears throat> and he's a bit baffled. But he thinks, and I think he's right, that I have a blockage in my windpipe. Turns out cancerous. So I have an appointment with a lung specialist, which unfortunately is still a freaking month or so away until then I have to stay close to home because I cannot talk. My lifetime of heavy smoking has caught up with me. I turned 70 in May. Ugh comes to the territory. So once we hope we figure out what's going on, I will get back to you. It sounds like fun and I'm more than willing. I don't know much till mid May or so, but you will hear from me. Many thanks for the opportunity. Um, he ended up losing his ability to speak. But it seemed like he's always been upbeat because I would reach out to him from time to time and say hello. 
and we would share correspondence that I'm looking at right now. Um, I said hello to him just before the new year. And he did respond on New Year's Day. Hey, Eric, I'm still battling some health issues, but I'm still here, damn it. Nice to hear from you. Hope you are doing well. Here's a happy and healthy 2023. Rest in peace, Eris Hampers. Terribly said. And so people who are of age, you know Eris. Just an outstanding, incredible voice. And uh, a lot of people are probably very, very sad at that. Uh, Adam, who knows, says Scott and Eris worked at KOQ at the same point together. Same time at one point. All right. So that just popped as I was getting ready to do this show. It's uh, terribly sad. Rest in peace, Eris. Absolutely legendary. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Doing the show on Twitch each and every morning, uninterrupted. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, I'm going to send you on your way. If you can, though, download the Twitch app. Just search Twitch in the App Store. Download it. And then once you do, hit the little magnifying glass at the bottom there. And all one word, Eric Zane Live. Put that there. My spot on Twitch will show up. Hit follow. Now you're done with Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You don't need to worry about that. Because Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I only give you a portion of the live show, free podcast, every day. I do that so that I can encourage you to go to Twitch and have it. Once you hit follow every time I go live, it will let you know. If you can, subscribe for free with Amazon Prime. When you're subscribed, you don't get any commercials during the show. You can also pay a few bucks to take advantage of that. That's up to you. If not, no problem. Just get it free and live with the ads. All right. If you do decide to subscribe via Amazon Prime or throw in a few bucks at it, you have to do that every month, like manually, which is weird. I don't know why they don't just have it renew automatically. But anyway, that's the way it is. Um, So there you go. You can also download the audio podcast wherever you download shows, including on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of them. Just search Eric Zane Show wherever you download shows and listen to it on demand. Send me an email if you want to chat. Correspondence, always love to hear from people. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. But I will now send you all on your way, I think. Will I? Yes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right. Have a good one. On, uh, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Now they're gone. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube, available available for sponsor. I still post on YouTube. Um, so absolutely. Just uh, reach out to me, and I'll take care of that.
Eric Zane show on YouTube. Ran into several people who were surprised to see me at Bosco's pub over the weekend. This is not a large room. You know, you're looking at, uh, I don't know, 15, 16 tables. Wall-to-wall people, both Friday and Saturday, including Kevin Kuypers and his dad, Eddie Money, and his mom. I don't know mom's name. You know what I noticed about the food at Bosco's? It's so damn good. I've worked there probably like half a dozen times now. And never, ever is anything ever sent back. I don't like it. Or it's not cooked the way it's supposed to be. We're talking about a top-level operation right here. Uh, The burgers are beyond gourmet. And priced like they're not. Uh... I was talking with Doug about that. He goes, yeah, everybody, anybody can do a smash burger. I didn't want to do a smash burger because those are like super easy to cook and very fast and get the food out. But the burger looks kind of fucked up when you get it. You know, that's not what they're doing at Bosco's. But anyway, uh, I walk out and uh, there's like a guy at the bar and we make eye contact. He goes, Zane. So one of those interactions, Hey, how are you? And, uh, you know, you get the usual, what are you doing? You still doing the podcast? Because I'm working. I'm working at a, at a restaurant, for God's sake. I go, yeah, yeah. What are you doing this for? So I always have to tell them. I always have to say the same damn thing. Uh, because I like money. Um, you know, the, it, so it always goes that way. I go, I, I, I go, you asked me if I'm still doing the podcast. That means you're not listening to it. Why? And uh, now you got to be careful when you ask that question because sometimes you might get the answer that you don't want to hear because it sucks dick. But he didn't say that. He goes, no, I'm a huge Stern fan. Now, Stern gets a lot of grief these days. But this guy must love him. I go, well, all right, that's no big deal. You owe me, though. So now that I'm in your brain because we just met, you got to listen to me. I think his name was. God, I don't know. I'm not even going to try. I'll fuck it up. Peter? Was it Peter? Well, if that guy happens to listen to the show at any one point, I think it was Peter. Let me know. Dude at the bar getting takeout. Um, But man, we moved a lot of food through there Friday and Saturday. Oh my God. Friday was kind of a clusterfuck because, okay, you got Doug on the grill. And then me and Doug Jr. are doing everything else. For some reason, I wandered over to be the point man between Doug and I. And that was a huge mistake because I was easy, very quickly overwhelmed. And then Doug goes, here, let me take over. I'm like, thank God. And uh, we looked at each other and we go, well, why was I there in the first place? And And we both said, we don't know. I don't know. But thank God that happened. Doug turned it around quickly. And then uh, we were able to get the food out. But it was on. I was on the verge of fucking everything up. I mean, like the whole place imploding. Saturday, much better. Well-oiled machine. Kitchen assistant Zane in full effect. And then they, um, what we do is once we get past the rush, you got to walk out. The cooks walk out. 
and just kind of like interact with people, just like uh, Rocky at Adrian's in the Rocky Balboa movie. And then you kind of like see the people, glad hands, say hi, and that's where people recognize me all the time. And um, I love it. I enjoy it. It's fun. I like getting out. It's nice. I saw some folks who uh, saw another table of four. They look like a couple of uh, mountain men who like kill animals with their bare hands. And uh, had a conversation with them. Nice, nice people. Really, really great. And then at a certain point in that part of town, Hudsonville, Michigan, you get to be about 8.30, 9 o'clock. Boom! Dead in an instant. Everybody's gone. Everybody goes home. And the, the place is completely empty. Just like that. It's remarkable. Doug sends everybody home with food, free food. And I'm like, I got to watch this. If you keep sending me home with food like this. Oh, my God. Talk about massive. And But he won't let me leave unless I take food. So I'm like, ah, a bowl of lettuce with some uh, a, a chicken breast. You got to eat. Eat. It's good for you. I'm like, yeah, I know. Holy shit. But it was great, man. Love it. Love it so much. Uh, sign up for my show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, the highlight this past week was who are these Zanes? with guest roaster Ryan. I heard from uh, Clay, not Chris, in Buffalo. Clay, not Chris, wants to be a guest roaster too. That might be something we do from time to time, have guest roasters. Because it worked out great with Ryan. Everybody loved the show. This week, The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast is going to happen Saturday. We're going to record at an odd time, but I, because I am just extremely busy doing sporting events, uh, uh, basketball and hockey all week. In fact, I'll only be at Bosco's tomorrow night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, basketball and hockey. All right. Sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I would love you to be part of it. Uh, so much content on Patreon. If you're like the type that the free podcast just is not enough and there's nothing else to listen to, uh, you don't have a go-to show, I have many more shows for you to check out on my Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. It is, a, it is behind a paywall, five or ten bucks a month um, or whatever you want to pay over and above that that's up to you but the minimum you can pay is five or ten bucks a month unless of course you're paying for a yearly then i will knock 10 percent off of the cost try it for one month see if you like it and if you like it then convert it to a yearly no big deal or you're like you know this just is not for me i don't have time to listen to it whatever uh five or ten bucks a month um, honestly, I'm, uh, I think we will eventually get to a, just a diehard pack of people, a small, really small group of diehard people, because, you know, try as I may try as I may, no matter what I do, the Patreon subscribers 
It just doesn't go up. Every month, two or three less. And I'm like, eh, what can you do? I can just keep trying, put in more material up there, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Last one out. Shut out the lights. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay, I already mentioned my friends at Bosco's Pub. You must go there for dinner. They are going to open up for lunch eventually. But uh, right now, it's just 4 p.m. They open up, close around 9 or 10. That's that. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square. Hello to my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600, an amazing place to get your vehicles repaired. Irvine's, trust me on this one. If your vehicle needs uh, some work to keep it on the road appropriately, maybe some uh, they've got a, a pressing problem that needs to be taken care of, brakes gone, whatever. You need an alignment. Who knows? Maybe just an oil change. Take it to Irvine's. Or uh, schedule maintenance or an emergency. 616-532-6600. You got to get a car towed. Just tell the driver, take it to Irvine's. They'll take care of the rest. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup. You can get a loaner car for free if you like. And, um, of course, they work on every make and model with the exception of uh, Volkswagens. Oh, my God. Joe Martinez, A&E Heating and Cooling, yet another truck set to hit the road. Uh, Joe has really, really stepped on the gas and is increasing his workforce. That makes me happy. A and E heating and cooling. Everyone in the audience in West Michigan, you need a heating and cooling guy at some point, especially if you own your own home. All right. So you, maybe you need it for an emergency service call. That's a bummer because that's going to cost you, but he's going to get your heating on your heat on 616-516-8579. Perhaps it's preventative maintenance on the unit. Perhaps it's a cleaning. Maybe you need a new furnace. Joe can help you every step of the way. Financing uh, available if you need it. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Rated number one because I said so. All right. Corey says six ads. He says, God, Twitch sucks now that you got six ads. I'm sorry, buddy. That's a lot. Blue State Rob says Stern's gotten old and COVID paranoid. His Springsteen interview, though, that was awesome. Nick in the arena says, I gained 30 pounds working at a pizza place after high school. Yeah, you got to be careful. Kyle Ryan then says, I love when Carl and WATP make fun of Stir and it's hilarious. All right. Corey, what you do is pay for one less video game and then subscribe to the Eric Zane Show podcast. I guess my question is, who doesn't have Amazon Prime? Uh, Sam the Jew asking a question about something I'm going to uh, uh, talk about right now. This is Eric. Did you hear about 
all the Turks getting slaughtered. I did. I did. Oh my God. A massive earthquake in that has affected Turkey and Syria. This is a big one. That neck of the woods is prone to those. There was a massive earthquake in the late 80s in Armenia that killed tens of thousands of people. This one, a big, big hitter, and there's a lot of video that goes along with it, man. Uh, All right. Audio check. Video check. This is uh, desperately terrible. We are going to begin with this, so that devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria. It struck before dawn and collapsed buildings while people were asleep. Look at that in pile. And just moments ago, we just got word of a powerful 7.5 magnitude aftershock there. You can see people digging through the rubble. I don't know why it's More than 1,300 people now reported dead, and there's fear the death toll could potentially climb into the Look tens of thousands. Right now, this desperate search oh, underway for little kid, holy shit. Under giant piles of concrete. It's dramatic That's video showing rescuers pulling a blood. Look, look at the dude with the, the phone. In Put the phone Syria. away, idiot. This is an area already traumatized and ravaged by the bloody and horrific civil war. Here's the moment one child was rescued from that rubble. That, that, that guy just said, help me, but fuck Armenia. Uh, he's like, don't worry about me. Go bomb Armenia. We want to get the latest now. Jamana Karachka is tracking the latest developments from Istanbul. Jamana, good morning to you. What do we know this hour? She's like, oh, yeah, so while this is all happening, we have also heard that a podcaster has named all of his food recipes Slaughter the Turks. Don, absolutely devastating major earthquake, as you mentioned, a 7.8 magnitude. Look at that pile, Jesus. Essentially in the middle of the night. This this looks like 9-11. At about 4 o'clock in the morning while people were indoors, in bed. It was so powerful that it was felt across the region in different countries, including Lebanon, Israel, Jordan. Uh, And as you mentioned, it was so powerful that we are looking now at these major aftershocks that have followed uh, at least 30 so far reported the strongest just in the past half hour, a 7.5 magnitude. Authorities are urging people to stay away from uh, structures. uh, As we heard from the uh, Turkish president, a thousand people have been... uh, Please tell me no one was in there. Thousands of there's injured. Wow. That is, uh, that is absolutely frightening. Uh, this is another uh, view, a view of that when that building comes down. Holy shit. Uh, I don't know if anyone was in that, but I don't know where you, I mean, that thing goes down and then you have that pile. That's like the amount of time that it would take to get all the heavy equipment in there and holy shit. This guy trying to cut through the concrete. Wow, that is fucked up. All right, enough death. God damn. That is an absolute shit show.
Uh, Rob says, that's a controlled demolition, seven World Trade Center. Yeah, you know that that uh, people, yeah, if, you're, if anyone is sitting there saying, oh, yeah, I got 9-11, look how that building fell. Yeah, look how this building fell, you stupid asshole. The fact that the aftershock was 7.5 is even more devastating. Corey adds Switzerland and Finland should offer to help, but Turkey has to stop blocking their acceptance into NATO. So you're suggesting they're like, ah, we might let you in or we, we might help you, but you have to let us into NATO assholes. Nick says that's what happens when you build things out of sand. So you're suggesting that they, it would, those buildings were poorly built. I don't know. That was a big, uh, that was a big earthquake, man. I don't, holy shit. That is just devastating. Uh, speaking of destruction, the Chinese spy balloon. Oh shit. I had it and then I lost it. Where is Chinese spy balloon story? All right. I'll come back to that. Speaking of destruction, though. Wow, we had a day yesterday in the Eric Zane Show podcast household uh, as we took the show on the road and went over to Jackie's house for family dinner. Uh, Lately, we've been able to have the entire family get together. Well, kind of Jackie or Madison hasn't made it the last couple of times, but I think she's going to be able to be over here on, on Sunday. So that would mean, uh, Eric, Diana, the NFK, Jackie, Justin, Madison and her boyfriend and Jim, Aubrey and my grandkids. That's a, that's a great, that's a, that's a freaking party. That's all I need. Yesterday, Madison wasn't there. And uh, so we go in and Jim says, hey, I've got something great we can do. And I go, what is it? This is like the days leading up to it. He goes, I just got my hands on a pizza oven. And I go, well, this is perfect. You're a pizzaologist from your days back at uh, the pizza joint. He goes, yep, you're darn right. I got this. So, all right, now. I've never worked with a pizza oven. I've never seen one before. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Uh, I get to Jackie's house. Jim's there. He's building the pizza oven. I got to admit, I was a little concerned because I'm like, oh boy, you're putting it together. And then uh, very quickly, it's established uh Aubrey, she says, yeah, I told him to build this beforehand instead of building it now. So we wouldn't have so much pressure. And right away, I'm like, well, that's fantastic. That's what we should have done. Jim looks stressed. So I lied and I said, Hey, I've, I've built dozens of these. This is a piece of cake. He goes, can you help me? I go, yeah, sure. No problem. There's a couple of things that were a little wonky about it. I don't know if he put it together right when he was putting the legs on the thing, but 
we had to kind of like reverse engineer it, but we did manage to put it together. Now this is run by propane. And he wanted to use it inside. He goes, why can't we use it inside? I go, yeah, you don't typically use something like this inside. This is something you would use outside. It's got the uh, little regulator with the uh, plastic coupling, you know, and you, uh, you attach it to the propane. Okay. Yeah, well, you, yeah, it's a good thing you brought this over to use the first time because knowing you, you would have used it inside and then there'd be like some type of uh, uh, disaster that took place and we just can't have that. All right. We, uh, we take the, we get it built. We put the thing outside. And, um, just prior to that though, I go, do you have a pizza spatula? And, um, he goes, no. And it's got like a, like a slit for an opening. You know, you got to slide the pizza in, in and out, you know, uh, that actually is called a, a pizza peel. I go, do you have, and I said, do you have a peel? He goes, no. And then uh, Aubrey goes, I told him to get one. I, this is twice now. She's in charge. I go, yeah, dude, this is twice now. You should have listened to her. You don't have a pizza peel. I mean, the, the point of the oven is to just in and out. So the way this thing is, it, it looks kind of like a little droid from Star Wars. And it has the burner. And then on top of it is a stone, a 14-inch round stone. And then on top of that is another stone with uh, a little spacer between the stones. It helps cook the pizza evenly. Blue State Rob says at least he knows how to pull out the pizza. Well, no, I don't think he does. I think he's just, when it comes to pulling out, he's bad at, at that whole technique. It just doesn't add up. I go, well, Jim, how are we going to pull this pizza out? He goes, uh, these, and he uh, grabs a couple of spatulas. And I'm like, I don't know, man. This looks wonky as fuck. We go out there, outside in the backyard, set the pizza oven down. He's got a couple canisters, those little Coleman propane things. I get one. I go to put it on. I go, this isn't going to work. Why? I go, because this regulator is for a full-size tank of propane. This is a little container. You need a big tank. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why didn't they tell me that? I go, I don't know, man. We got to we gotta adapt. We got to figure something out. We go and we grab the uh, big tank that Justin has underneath his gas grill. Of course, it's empty. So we leave. Drive over to the... Uh, gas station they got one of those you know you exchange it pay them 25 bucks you get a new one all right problem solved done 10 minutes later we're back hook up the propane light the fire put the stones the stones are on top uh put the lid on it and there's a little opening where the pizza goes in jim as the pizzaologist goes in uh uh you know, makes the pizza, bread, the dough, uh, adds the toppings. We do, again, do not have a pizza peel. We have like a cookie sheet. 
So we kind of like put the cookie sheet at the level of the stones and like with a spatula, we're kind of like inching it over onto the stone. The stone's 700 degrees. The second the edge of the pizza dough hits it, it's cooking and it doesn't want to move anymore. So I'm like, you see, this is why we needed. I know you don't need to tell me every time I go. Well, I mean, that pizza started out round and, uh, it, it ended up looking like basically a fucking calzone. Josh says you can use a cookie sheet, but you need to use cornmeal on that sucker to get the dough to slide. I don't think it was going to help because the second it hit the stone, man, it was, it was done. So I ended up pulling the lid off the pizza maker, which is a bad idea because you're losing all your heat and just got this pizza pile, I guess, onto there, put the lid back on. And off we go. Pizza number one looked like a fucking foot. (laughs) Sam says it looked like sloth from Goonies. Exactly. Tasted fine. It was cooked. Adnan says, don't be hard on him. I did the same mistake. We make pizza number two. All right. Put it on there. Had a little bit better success this time because we knew what to expect. You have to rotate the pizza because the the spot facing the opening is going to be a little cooler. So three minutes in, you got to turn the damn thing. I don't have a peel to turn it. I take the lid off, which it loses all the heat again. And I just, with these fireproof gloves, I grab the stone, lift it, and rotate it. Perfect. Problem solved. Lid goes back on. That's that. This pizza turns out pretty well, considering we don't have the peel. Bring that pizza in. Pizza number three. Last pizza. It's on the stone. It's cooking. Pizza's done. Uh, I say, all right, I'm just going to, I got the the gloves on these uh, heat proof gloves. Kill the fire. Grab the stones. Holding on to the heat-proof gloves. Or holding on with the heat-proof gloves. Walk through the backyard. Open up the back door. I'm now walking up four steps. And uh, as I'm walking uh, walking up the steps, Corey says, what happened to the sound? I just came back. Uh, everybody's having a good time listening, buddy. It might be on your end. I'm walking up the steps and I realized my hands are getting warm. And then hot. And as I approach where the pizza, I go, Jim, get this pizza off. He goes, I don't have a spatula. I go, we'll do anything because it's getting hot. So he kind of like shoves it across onto a, onto like a cookie sheet. 
with like a wooden spoon. And now I got to get this 700 degree stone out of the house. At this point, my hands are hot and they're, they're burning. I am now, I at least have a first degree burn at this point. It's that hot. I run down the steps, open up the door and I set the stones down on the sidewalk. Um, my hands stopped hurting this morning. They, I actually burned myself. I was like, ah, fucking shit. Oh my God. All right. That's it though. Done. We all eat. Great. It's time to clean up. I'm picking up the, uh, you know, getting the pizza oven together so Jim can take it home. Those stones are very fragile. And when I set it down on the cement, the bottom of the two stones broke in half. Fuck. Either that or maybe it was the cold ground caused it to crack. Uh, Rob says, you got to sue the oven company for not putting a pizza peel in the box. It should have said on the thing, pizza peel needed. And on the box, it also, at the regulator with the plastic coupling, there was a um, a converter on it that, I mean, on the box, it shows a little Coleman thing of propane. <laughs> Chris says, throw it all away, disaster. Ah, come on. All of this would have been avoided. If Jim would have just listened to Aubrey, I am fully team Aubrey on this. Oh my God. But it was, uh, other than that, it was fine. I, I, I think I want to get one of these things though, but I would do it smart with a pizza peel. That thing would be great. Holy shit. Good time had by all. Despite the damage to my hands. All right. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you're thinking about getting a mortgage to buy a home, get pre-approved. Just say hello. 231-332-6505. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage expanding his business uh, to just about everywhere, for God's sake. No matter where you are in the audience, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, Mario can help you get that loan. 231-332-6505. Reach out, and just like all the sponsors, please mention my name. Thank you to Tag Accounting and Tax Services. The Gins Markets, three months out of the year. Make his phone ring. Please call if you want to get your taxes done. It's going to cost you in the neighborhood of about a hundred bucks, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, depending on the complexity of your return. You'll get your money back fast. You'll get the most money back fast. Tax laws change every year. The Gins, uh, that is Troy Ginzer, my nickname I give him, or the Tax Hobbit, knows all those rules and laws. 
and can take care of all of this very, very quickly. All you need to do is reach, uh, reach out or reach out and say hello. Mention my name, and he will help you every step of the way. 616-301-9516. He's been my accountant for years. He's been the accountant for the aforementioned Free Beer and Hot Wings show for years, and he's absolutely awesome. 616-301-9516. Tag Accounting, the official accounting firm of the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. I love Sarah Honda Granville. If you're in the market for a new vehicle, a new Honda, go to Sarah Honda Granville. Test drive a new Honda today. They're really going ham on the Honda Pilot, the 2023. All new for 2023. It is a fantastic vehicle. You're going to love this thing. Test drive one today. Just show up there. Kennewa Avenue, just north of 44th Street. Say hello. Say Eric Zane sent me. He wants me to test drive a new Honda Pilot. Even if you're not going to buy one, just test drive it. Take it for a ride. Have a good time. Mention me. Sarah Honda Granville, Kennewa, just north of 44th. They also have Michigan's largest um, selection of certified pre-owned vehicles of any dealership in the entire state and Illinois. SarahHondaGranville.com is their website. Don't go anywhere. I got to go pee. I'll be back. Blue State Rob says, is it exactly one week until the 1,000th Eric Zane Show podcast? I don't know. I Let me double check. Uh... Eric Zane. I think so. 9.94 on Friday. So 9.95 today. Yeah, Monday would be the one show number 1,000. What is today? February 6th, right? do some math in my head here let's see february 5 2016 was the day i got suspended from free beer and hot wings friday february 5 i think yeah yes that's exactly right friday february 5 was the day i got so today is uh Seven years and one day to the day from the last time I was on the air there. They didn't fire me, though. If you remember, they suspended me. So then Saturday happened. Sunday was the Super Bowl. And then I had to wait Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday the 12th, they fired me. Then 13, 14 is the weekend. Saturday the 13th. Sunday the 14th, 15th was President's Day, which they took off, waiting for me to give them an answer as to what I wanted to do, either say I resigned or say that you got just say that I quit. And then 16, they showed up back to work and made the announcement. Tuesday, February 16 is when they made the announcement. Yes, Eric and uh, Eric and the parent company have parted ways. 
Every person I talk to about that, I always say the same thing. That was going to happen anyway. There is no place for me on the radio. Um, well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I always have a great time when I'm on with Huge. We seem to do okay together. But my place on that show, my time was limited. It just, it just, you know, we grew in separate directions. Sure, that incident caused the end of the of my run there, but you know that I think was inevitable. I am inevitable. Um, looking ahead, uh, the fourteenth of February will be my last show for a few days because fifteen. No, wait a minute. 15, I think I do a show on the 15th, 16 and 17, Thursday and Friday. Um, I won't be on the air there or on the air. I won't be podcasting. And then on the 20th, then 18 and 19 is the weekend, the 20, I'll be back the 21st. And then right after it, right, uh, getting right after it on the 21st of February, I do the podcast and then, um, I'm filling in for huge me and Jeff Risden. Lions uh, writer for USA Today and uh, I forget the name of his blog or Lions Wire or something like that. Jeff Risden and I are going to do the huge show February 21, 22, 23, and 24. That'll be busy as fuck. And then the following month, I will be on mornings on Wood Radio. March 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31. Me and Schmitty. I'll be filling in for Bikita. Schmitty will be running the show, so she'll be in charge. And I'm like the sports guy on Wood Radio. That's going to be awesome. Thinking back to the time before uh, when I got fired. Freebird Alvings. Rob says, I love how you left them on the edge of their seats saying whether or not you were going to sign the non-disclosure agreement. Oh yeah, that was because I remember, uh, Russ said, okay, you got a week to tell us what you're going to do. And he gave me the NDA. And then, you know, that was on Friday when I got fired and then Saturday and Sunday happened. And then Monday happened the president's day. And then they're like, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. Then Greg called, asked me the same question. What are you going to do? I said, I don't know. And he says, well, what should we say? And I said, ask your boss. I don't know. I don't work there anymore. What are you asking me for? Uh, And then I called Russ back because I dug into that NDA a little more. And it wasn't a week. I had 30 days. He fucked that up. I go, no, no, no. You, it says right here, I'm reading it to you. 30 days to decide on the NDA, what, whether or not I want, I want to do it. And uh, he goes, well, what are you going to do? I go, I don't know. I just got 23 more days than what I thought I had. I had thought I had seven. Now I've got 30. I haven't yet decided. Now I knew I wasn't going to do it, but I also knew that the less information that those fucking idiots had um, was going to make them look like bigger assholes. So I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew that the day that they went on the air and said, uh, yes, uh, we can't say anything. And, uh, Eric just left that 
they were going to look like fucking twats and everybody was going to hate them. So that's what, exactly why I did that. Uh, Corey says that day, Greg said you, him and hot wings went to lunch together after everything was final. Oh yeah. That was, um, to me, that was a glaring issue because I sat down and hot wings was right to my right. And he says, so, uh, are you going to sign that? I go, I, I don't know. And he brought it up more than once about how important it was for me to sign that. Which would have been me saying, yeah, I've decided to step away and retire. And it's like, dude, you haven't said five words to me in 15 years. And now you're doubling down and making sure I sign an NDA. That was a great, That then I was like, well, now I'm not because I know full well what you want me to do. And I'm not, I'm not doing what you want me to do. Oh boy. Ah, good times. Good times. Well, everything's great. I'm happy. They're happy. They're doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. Feel good. Feel good. Feel fine. It's just a job. It's just a job to do. All right. Uh, so here we are the week of the Super Bowl. State of Tennessee, I think they think that they're clever. Actually, I don't want to get into that right now. I still want to cover Spy Balloon. I talked about that earlier. I want to get into Spy Balloon. Cole says, how's Joe doing? Good question. Son of a bitch. He's got to surface sometime. You cannot uh, be like a, a Unabomber level off the grid. I want you people to pay special attention. If you see Joe anywhere, like at a traffic light, follow him. I got to know what this fucker is up to. I got an APB out on Joe. Keep your fingers crossed that that motherfucker does a podcast so we can review it here. It'll be a Patreon only event. Reviewing Joe's podcast. If, if, if Joe does a show as listener, any regular Joe writes, hi, you should know that the Eric Zane show podcast would like to remind you that this is a work of fiction names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of my mind or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Dear Mr. Zaitunian, this law firm represents Mr. Joseph Gassman. Parentheses, Joe. We've been made aware of your publishing of a libelous state. I better not. All right, balloon, spy balloon. So as the week went on last week, you see it in Montana. And then the next thing you know, it's like, 
uh, the Chinese like, yeah, okay, we don't know whose that is. Okay, maybe it is ours, but it's a weather balloon, so no big deal. Just let it kind of float back across the pond, and we'll we'll uh, we'll get the weather balloon. Yeah, it's totally fine. And then the U.S. is like, everybody's like, I oh, shoot it down, shoot it down. I don't know if you heard this. Um, let's see. There was a story going around about the spy balloon. Uh, where Donald Trump Jr. was encouraging people to attempt to shoot it down. That's right. There's an article in Rolling Stone that says, please, we implore you, don't try to shoot the balloon. The balloon's 12 miles up. That means if you fired around at the balloon, it would go up about two miles and then come down. Amazingly, people were posting, we got to take the law into our own hands and take care of it the Montana way and shoot it down. Donald Trump Jr. actually said, shoot it down. My God, the stupidity of that. We did finally bring it down, though. We waited till it got over the Atlantic Ocean and we shot the shit out of that thing. Audio check, video check. You'll be able to see it actually blow up as an air-to-air missile took it out. Got into CNN in the last several minutes, just to highlight uh, really the clearest image yet that we have, uh, where you can see the, the... I just want to go back to this video we just got into CNN in the last several minutes, just to highlight... Uh, really the clearest image yet that we have uh, where you can see that, that is so cool is popped essentially it's, it's destroyed and then just below it or you can clearly see what appears to be that surveillance equipment dropping very quickly into the Atlantic Ocean or I suppose that gives the military the Pentagon some hope that what they are hoping to retrieve out of the Atlantic is salvageable and, and may offer some clues as to what the Chinese were up to Absolutely. That video is pretty incredible, and it, it seems to make clear, it's, it's not that close, but it's good enough quality that it seems to make clear that the missile hit the balloon itself as opposed to the payload below it. That's where the interesting part is, the surveillance equipment, the technology. That's what the U.S. Yeah, no shit. The, the thing just popped. Of course it hit the balloon. Wants to get his hands on, and this video... I can't believe that he said that. It was so obvious. Uh, it's clear because the payload is not destroyed and the balloon is that the missile actually hit the balloon. That's the big takeaway that we are going with here. Holy shit, we're going to go to war. Can you imagine if we end up going to war over a stupid balloon? Come on. Ridiculous. Okay. Uh, the Super Bowl is this weekend. In the state of Tennessee, lawmakers are proposing making Super Bowl Monday a state holiday. 
This is super dumb. I cannot believe that our elected officials waste time on stupid stuff like this when not everything is perfect in the world. So in your great state of Tennessee where you live, let's take the day off Monday and let's run it through the legislature, take the time to write the bill propose the bill, discuss the bill, it's in committee, it's on the floor, all this shit, time is wasted to decide whether or not we have Monday off. I think it would be much easier if the NFL just made the fucking game Saturday. What is the problem? Can you imagine how much higher the viewership would be on Saturday than it was on than it would be on Sunday. There are people who like, well, I'm not gonna watch the rest of the game because I have to go to bed. If this is all about dollars and cents, yeah, you're leaving money on the table, asshole. Make the fucking game on uh uh Saturday. Oh no, but it's always been on Sunday. We can't change. What are you, the fucking Catholic Church? Yes, you can. Just change it. You're the boss. It's your league. In fact, you could do it this this week. You could just say, hey, we decided to play it Saturday, not Sunday. So dumb. If college football can allow playoffs now and pay the players, no one thought that that would ever happen. And that happened. Make the fucking game Saturday. Jesus. Tennessee lawmakers are saying make Super Bowl Monday a state holiday. This week, two Tennessee state legislators, Senator Senator London Lamar, a Democrat, a Democrat from Memphis and Representative Joe Towns Jr., also a Democrat from Memphis, introduced language that would uh, make this happen. Now, the only way that this can happen is if they get rid of another state holiday. So one would have to be on the chopping block and changed. So they've decided they're going to get rid of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'm kidding. They are. They want to get rid of. Can you imagine that though? If they said we have decided that uh, so we can get an extra day that we can, uh, uh, you know, enjoy the Super Bowl and stay up late. No more King Holiday in the state of Tennessee. Fucking ugly. No, they want to get rid of Columbus Day. Which, let's be honest here. Columbus Day is a crock of shit. Okay? Columbus happened to be from Italy. Think Genoa. And in 1492, a country of Spain, I believe, they commissioned that fucker to get in his boat and look for land. And he found it in the West Indies. That opened the door for all sorts of discovery and uh, more and more boats came over and started to kick ass and kill everyone. So basically, 
Columbus's arrival, uh, base, uh, uh, you know, 1492, uh, more than 500 years ago, led to the murder of uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of indigenous peoples in, uh, in the Americas. So because of him kicking open the door to murder, we have a day after him. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if this was done simply uh, because of the mafia. Strong army. No, actually, 1792 was the first time it was celebrated, I believe. This has been going on forever. We've celebrated Columbus Day. And in the, like on the East Coast, when I used to live in the East Coast in Jersey, they make a big deal of this shit. They have Columbus Day parades and all these fucking Italians on the side of the road going, yeah, hey, Columbus, he's cool. Fuck yes. It's, and everybody gets a day off. It's the biggest crock of shit ever. It needs to be wiped off the, we shouldn't do it. It should be, I agree that that is a stupid one, but to replace it with a, a holiday the day after the Super Bowl, fuck that shit. We need to be holidays after like something that's important. Like the King holiday. That's important to me. Christmas, Easter, those are holidays, I think. I don't know if they are actually on the calendar for the United States. I'm sure they are, but this is bullshit. Columbus Day shouldn't be a holiday. Super Bowl Monday should not be a holiday. Uh, this the holiday proposed by Tennessee House Bill 1463 and Senate Bill 1344 would formally be named Super Bowl Monday. Full text reads the second Monday in October known as Columbus Day would now be done by inserting the language the first Monday after the Super Bowl known as Super Bowl Monday immediately following the language Washington Day. No holiday observing the Super Bowl currently exists in the United States, although the NFL regularly plays the game on holidays such as Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve and Day and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Yeah, this is all dumb. Super Bowl Saturday is what we need. Uh, whatever. I don't know why that is. I think that's a mystery. That's a question. If I had an opportunity to speak to Roger Goodell, that would be the question. Can you give me a real bona fide, tangible reason why the Super Bowl cannot be played on a Saturday? You asshole. Kenny says, <laughs> we get Columbus Day off work, but we observe it, quote, the day after Thanksgiving, so we get a four-day weekend for Turkey Day. This bill better not pass. Blue State Rob says, they don't want black people to vote, so Election Day will never be a holiday. Chris says they'll make Super Bowl Sunday a holiday, but they won't make voting day a holiday. And it's a Democrat-sponsored bill. The whole thing is stupid. You don't get the day off because it's after a big fucking football game. But if that isn't proof that football is the biggest thing ever, holy shit. You know, when I was growing up, football was not the biggest thing ever. It was baseball. 
baseball was unbelievably popular, like the way the Super Bowl is now. Well, maybe not that big, but the NFL was not that popular. I don't know what the hell changed, but it sure is now. You can do anything. Jesus. You can even rape a chick. And then if you can play football, you're probably not going to get in trouble. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. I just saw a bunch of ads recently with Roethlisberger at like an orphanage or visiting a hospital and doing like nice shit. I'm like, you realize that there's a dude who was accused of rape who bought his way out of that shit? My God, what the hell is wrong with you? All right. Uh, yesterday, or this whole past weekend, was the um, All-Pro weekend, the Pro Bowl weekend. In football, you know, the best players used to play a football game. This is the first year that they haven't actually played a football game, I think. So you get... Uh, If they make the all-star team or the Pro Bowl, then they would have this game where, like, you know, in order to minimize injury, you couldn't blitz. And they want to make extra sure that uh, nobody gets injured, so they play this game. Well, it kind of has outlived its uh, life. They decided to do something different, bring all the all-pros to, like, one area, one arena, wherever it may be, one stadium. I don't know where it is, if it's in the same place that the Super Bowl's played. Maybe it is. I don't know. But uh, now they do shit like uh, play checkers and uh, uh, try to throw a football the farthest. Who's going to win the best catch contest? I think a dude from the Lions won the best catch contest. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. And they, uh, they play dodgeball. They actually play dodgeball. So it's a good time. And then they had a flag football game. Uh, One team coached by Peyton Manning and the other team coached by Eli Manning. Now, look at this. The game is so, football is so huge that we're watching a bunch of idiots play flag football. And look at all the people here. The place is packed. There's a few spots in the upper deck where there's no fans, but my God. Kyle says they all got free tickets. Oh, really? Well, either way, that's still pretty great. So they're playing flag football. Peyton ends up coming unglued here because uh, the NFC is leading 35 to 33. When you get into the red zone or close to the end zone in the flag football game, you're not allowed to run the ball. You have to run a passing play. Kirk Cousins and the NFC decides to take a knee. That's not a passing play. And then let the clock run out. There's like 25 seconds left. 
So they're playing this game for fun, and I don't know what the winner gets. They might have it might have been some cash on the line, but the competitive spirit comes out to to old Peyton here because the NFC calls a take a knee, and Peyton loses shit. Check this Ray out. Lewis is calling in the no moss, no moss, which means let him score. Yeah, Cousins just saying let's just take a knee. Yeah, Cousins. There's Ray Lewis. He murdered somebody. Trying to double stamp the single stamp from Ray Lewis. A little joust of football IQs. Two by two, take a knee. Two by two, go and take a knee. Now, Peyton's not yet aware that they're going to take a knee. Tyler, you and me. No timeouts left for the AFC. One more snap. There's Peyton. He's saying, defense, they got to throw. They got to throw. Peyton's saying they got to throw it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, now here we go. Look at Eli's laughing because <laughs> he his team won. <laughs> Peyton's pissed. Somebody knows a bylaw in this rule book. Kirk Cousins says he said I could take a knee. pissed off he's like fuck this shit man <laughs> ah, that is so great he is pissed look at snoop is out here <laughs> ah, shit. this guy's waving nfc dude is waving at the afc saying get the fuck out of here all these guys, at this point, they're realizing, yeah, we're all rich. You might as well just get the fuck out of here. This is stupid. Why are we? Peyton is not happy. He's pissed. With his Pac-12 official, the intricacies of flag football being argued about by Peyton Manning. I love everything about it. Yeah, that was great. What that a was great way to finish. I mean, these three games were fantastic. Great entertainment. Okay, guy in the white here hugging Eli. You'll, you'll recognize him. These guys bought in. His Pete Davidson's out there. <laughs> very competitive, and it comes down to the very last possession here, and the NFC holds on. Eli Manning getting the Gatorade bath from the boys. Undefeated in Pro Bowl flag football. There's Jared Goff. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and others saying, you know what, Eli? Congrats on beating the hell out of Peyton Manning. Oh, shit. That was, that was better than the game. Seeing Peyton lose his shit over a, uh, over a flag football game. Rob says this looks like they're all performing a script. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I think his annoyance was real there. But then again, Peyton is pretty pretty good at acting, maybe. Uh, Chris in Maine refers to uh, Pete Davidson as buttholes, eyes, Davidson. I haven't heard that one. Pete Davidson looked like a white Jada Pinkett Smith in that hoodie. 
Uh, timeout if you're watching the live stream. It's always a big hit when Bruce is actually on his back with his paws right in the air. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. Another reason to watch this from time to time. Video on demand on Twitch. All right. So that's that. We now are set uh, days before the Super Bowl. Rihanna performing at halftime. It always takes so long for the damn halftime show. The game gets done pretty late, right? Uh, Philly, Kansas City. This past week, we had the guy from the Eagles uh, accused of rape. That was bad. We also had the story of um, Joe Mixon. If you remember the week ended with Joe Mixon accused of pointing the gun at the chick. And then by the morning, Joe Mixon's lawyer said, oh yeah, the charges are going to be dropped and dismissed. They were. A misdemeanor menacing charge was dismissed Friday. The Hamilton County Prosecutor's Office requested that the aggravated menacing charge against Mixon be dismissed according to a filing issued Friday. We need additional investigation before we could move forward with this case. Translation. In order to get the investigation, we needed help from the person who accused Mixon. Who oddly doesn't want to assist the investigation after she initially did. What could have happened that made her change her mind? Huh. Weird. The prosecutor said the victim understood the need to dismiss the case and would be in favor of moving forward with the charge if it needs to be refiled. Basically, the prosecutor said, well, yeah, we need you to continue. Okay? If not... We need to dismiss. Do you understand? Yes, I do. Uh, You can, if the charges need to be refiled, would you be in favor of that? Oh, yeah, sure. I'd I'd be in favor of that. But in the back of her mind, she's like, but I won't because I just got $5 million. The dismissal comes one day after county officials authorized a warrant for Mixon stemming from the incident that allegedly occurred January 21, one day before the Bengals defeated the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. So, wait a minute. How did the police get dealt into this, Joe Mixon? You mean to tell me you never grabbed a gun and pointed it at anyone? That was all. This is all just a mistake. Someone had a dream. This didn't take place. Of course, he doesn't have to answer that. According to the complaint filed on Thursday, uh, police 
claimed that Mixon pointed a firearm at a woman, which is a first-degree misdemeanor in Ohio. Hours after the paperwork was filed and the warrant was issued, Mixon's agent told ESPN that they expected the charges to be dropped Friday morning. In a statement issued Friday, the Cincinnati Police Department admitted to a protocol lapse that led to the case being reassigned within its department after a directive was not followed. Hmm. Understanding that this particular case possibly involved a high-profile individual, supervision from CPD instructed the case investigator to submit the case for a cursory review before any possible charges was filed to ensure completeness of the investigation. I guess they didn't do that. All right. So either, I guess, if you want to look at the possibilities, these are the possibilities. A, Joe Mixon never did this. B, Joe Mixon did it and the police fucked up. Or C, Joe Mixon did it, the police fucked up, and this woman has a lot of money in her pocket. Because she could refile the charges. And then they would just start over. You could do that. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Someone filed these charges in the first place. Someone said, hey, Joe Mixon did this to me. Or perhaps she's 1 million percent making it up. But I don't believe that either. I believe, I believe that she has a lot of money. And since now and then, she has made many very expensive purchases. So congratulations. Shit. I hope somebody does that to me so that I can get paid off. Would someone rich point a gun at me so that I can have you arrested and then maybe you can pay me off? Uh, In the long run, that's terrible because that means that there's great potential that Joe Mixon uh, will hurt someone in the future because he realizes he has the power. And uh, the bank account to be able to pull this off. You got to take the power away from these people. I always go to the hypothetical example that if you're a radio guy, you make a ton of cash and then you abuse somebody in this this hypothetical fake scenario, you know, you could be any old Joe. And you keep going from woman to woman abusing them with no recourse. It isn't until someone actually challenges you and knocks you down a peg and takes away your power that you might actually get it through your thick fucking head that you can't lay your hands on people. Hypothetically speaking, of course. All fictitious. Keep your eyes on Joe Mixon then. Pretty good chance it's going to happen again. Okay. Hello to the Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com slash health. Great organization. Um, And if you or someone you know is on the struggle bus, there's one thing that they or you can do to ensure that the family is fed. And that is getting started in the WIC program. 
Now, we all pay for it in our paychecks. It's well-funded, and it needs people. It needs people to take advantage of it. It's uh, quite a simple process. Every uh, month that you have to um, show that you qualify, and once you do, you have in your possession a card with numerous staple food items for you and your family. This is one of many resources that are available available to people who are, uh, for whatever reason, not able to feed the family. Doesn't matter what, just as long as they get fed. Accesskent.com slash health for more information. There's a phone number on the website. Please call. And everything is confidential. No one needs to know. Just uh, drop a call in and uh, see what they have to say about getting started with the WIC program. And... Frankly, this is for any county in any spot in the United States. The Kent County Health Department just asks me to speak on their behalf on this show to make sure that that word is out there. Thank you so much to my friends at the Kent County Health Department. Uh, We have now scheduled the Sunday, March 12th, 5 p.m., TC Paintball War number 22. The St. Patty Splatty. Now, this actually is uh, five days prior to St. Patrick's Day, which falls on Friday this year. But Sunday the 12th is close enough for the St. Patty Splatty. Shit. Did you hear me? I said platty. We're going to play Slaughter the Leprechaun. Either myself or one of Rick's kids is going to be the Leprechaun. If you slaughter the Leprechaun, you win that round. September 12th, TC Paintball. 35 bucks gets you the paint, the mask, 500 paint shots. We're going to have a uh, pizza party beforehand. Prizes to the winning team. And so much more. So much fun you will have. So all the regulars, I need you. Reach out to me with an RSVP or go to the event pinned to the top of Facebook for the uh, March 12th, Paintball War number 22, the St. Patty Splatty. Or book your own event at TC Paintball. Batting last in the lineup today, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Very important that when you need flooring, you call upon Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet and mention my name. Uh, For two reasons, actually. Most importantly, you will save money, 10%. Now, what you would spend for flooring, any type of flooring at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan, is already going to be the lowest in the entire state of Michigan. They've really got that cornered. They, they're doing it right. You won't pay. Uh, you will always pay more if you don't go to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Go to the discount outlet, pay the lowest there is, lowest price there is, and then mention my name. Get an additional 10% off the flooring. And we're talking about top brands, Uh, best-selling products. And when you mention my name, I get credit. Very important. If I get credit, that means Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet remains a sponsor. 
And we need that to have the podcast. I lose sponsors. I don't have a show. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Reach out to them. They are on Chicago Drive, right behind Little Caesars in beautiful Granville, Michigan. All right. Let's see. Name suggestion for the next paintball war. The great January jizz off didn't happen. No, 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 no. We went to paintball war number 21. The one prior to this, that was the winter whack off. Save the jizz off for June or July. I don't know if we're going to actually call the, any of the paintball wars, the jizz off. Uh, let us go around the radio dial, ladies and gentlemen. Occasionally we do this to actually turn on a physical radio that I have right here and see what's happening on the radio. Not sure. On time, who I had almost trampled. <laughs> and I was just yes. really glad I did not do any further damage. He was almost 90 at the time. Um, and I had to sort of step back what are they and doing? hide for a little Sounds while. Sounds like they're taking calls. How did you almost kill your mom or dad? Thank you for that story. You're, um... You call this book a coming of middle age story. Sounds like coffee talk. And I'm quoting here a cheeky reference to all those teenage angst books, yet how life passages have something in common. What do you have here? Oh, boring is what you have here. I feel like. Oh, um, oh, what those Catholics did in the middle ages. It's not exposure. Oh, I love it. The Reverend Steve Harvey's back. Yeah. Walking with God is a matter of faith. By faith, Enoch walked with God. It is Columbia. and trusting that God hears me. And number three, who started the Reformation? I want you to think about that question. Who started the Reformation? Give up on the world's failed remedies. God's made that possible wow. through Jesus' death on the Looking in the wrong places for answers to humankind's issues and discover the reconciliation and peace that comes from a relationship with Christ. Just visit TonyEvans.org and click on the link that says Jesus. You'll find some helpful videos and free follow-up resources to answer your questions and get you started. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Tony will come back in just a moment with a final word yes, about Tony walking Evans, with God. It's not Reverend Steve Harvey. What is it happening? Remember, we simply love him. Yes, yes, it's that guy singing religious songs again. Peter Cetera. Oh, yes. Uh, any. Oh, listen, follow with me. 
Uh, I used to live in Oshtemo, actually, about 15 years ago, over uh, Red Arrow Highway and 4th, give or take, somewhere in that area. 93.7. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It was a long time ago. I had to think about that one. B93. It's a jump that joint off a back one massagers to fire up your fling. And they'll even throw in a free Valentine's Day card, too. Sounds like sexy voice, left. Andrea. Or maybe you're looking for something a little more it's romantic. Championship. Because if not, I believe you're going to have a different conversation. LAV. We were born, born to be wild. We can climb so high. That's a lot of options. Where should a local business the twins looking are for in, uh, Smug Beer is in commercial. Site evaluation is step one. By the way, the, EPS the name Smug Beer is really catching on. I've gotten so many people when they reach out and ask me questions about the radio. They say, hey, uh, yeah, so anyway, I was listening to Smug Beer. For more expert info. Call them that. You guys got it. trying to reach Cindy, please. This is her. Cindy, my name is Daniel Ocean. I'm calling for This is a uh, phone scam. What are you calling? Today? Mojo. I'm good. Okay, great. Do you have a few minutes to talk about your recent stay with us? Sure. I'm writing an incident report which involved your visit uh, on the 20th. <laughs> I understand you were in our piano bar until it closed at 2 a.m. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Was that the- That sounds like it could be funny. Thinking about gas mileage. This weekend is oh, so fear all weekend long. This is putting watching the thing fly overhead. Appreciate the phone call, Rick. Thank you very much. Good day, you too. God bless. All right, next on I don't know who this is. Can you tell me your name? There's something sir? about him. This is your uh LGBFJB community leader, Tim. <laughs> Tim. Ah, uh, yes, making fun of gay people. Um, <laughs> Tim, something about a guy like him, his voice, you can just actually hear the fat. You know what I mean? There's something about a person's voice delivery. That you can hear the okay, obesity. When you have a foreign agent in the White House acting no. under other countries. Uh, the guys promise not to make fun of anyone anymore. This They're one, back. A guy with the world's smallest penis proposed to me after two meetups. We met on Adult Friend Finder. He didn't know where I lived, so I said yes. Then I ghosted him because I thought he was crazy. <laughs> you said you'd never tell. So there's some guy with a little tallywhacker waiting at a church somewhere? Poor guy. Here any minute. Oh, thought she was going to rub my button forever. Right. Now back to the Free Beer and Hot Wing Show. What did we learn in just a few minutes? By the way, I've heard about that. What did we learn? It's the worst. Basically, they take something that was reason that they thought was funny and uh, say it at the end of the show out of context. So if you're just listening right then, it doesn't make any sense. I remember when we started doing it like 100 years ago. I was like, this sucks. Why are we even doing this? And he ripped it off of the Dan Patrick show. Actually named it the same exact thing. Yeah. Somewhere so you can't see and keep yeah, you, people out. You can't and see. And it says, in, like, coming see, soon, yeah, yeah, dusto, yeah. They posted a photo and said, just what we need, another McDonald's. Oh, no. Mm. Another, who's as angry as I am? And people are like, all right, I can't do it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the asshole of the day. Who's it going to be? Definitely not Eris. God rest his soul. It's terribly sad. Eris Hampers has passed away. In fact, I should get a hold of Scott Winters right now. That's what I should do. Hey, can I put you on the podcast to talk about Eris? Question mark. Like right now. We'll see. <clears throat> uh, last week, the asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball, unfortunately, was our dear friend Gene. I don't think um, she caught wind of that because she'd be mortified. I'd be mortified, but you got to keep it real. I mean, you don't just come to, you don't just come and bang on someone's house. You don't, you just don't do it. Let's see. Hmm. Flag football game, pizza time, messed up my haircut, massive earthquake. All right. I have the asshole of the day. Your asshole of the day for trying to make the Super Bowl Monday a state holiday wasting everybody's time for this stupidity shut the fuck up and go to work tennessee lawmakers fuck you let's bring in radio legend scott winters in here hello hi scott it's eric zane hey eric how are you very well how's it going uh things are going well Nice, nice. Hey, I saw your article on uh, FGR.com about the Mm -hmm. passing of Eris. That's how I found out that information. That is terribly sad. Eris was one of the good guys in the broadcasting industry. He really was. I I only had uh, a few moments that we spoke, but I had to establish some type of rapport with him uh, once his health issues started. And by the Mm -hmm. way, if you hear my dog uh, snoring in the background, that's pretty much the nature of the beast around here. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, uh, he uh, was a a fantastic soul, and it just it's breaking a lot of people's heart that that he passed. But, you know, Eris is a guy that he comes from an era, Scott, where, like, uh, the the uh, hosts on the radio were bigger than life, if you remember. You know that they, they, oh, most most definitely. I mean, I grew up listening to Harris, and then you know, years down the road, it was an honor to be actually work side by side with him at uh, at KLQ back in the early '90s. But he he was it was back then. You know, all of your uh, radio personalities were local, and when you called the radio station, you knew that that person was going to be on the other end of the request line to talk to. And they were, they were, they were bigger than life back then. Like you said, it's like they were, they were local celebrities that really were well-respected by the community. And unfortunately that just doesn't happen. Anymore. Yeah, it's, it is. It's remarkable because if you think back to when, uh, 
because we're about the same age. Like you had the uh, television news people were enormous personalities locally, mm-hmm. and then the radio guys. And LAV yep. in particular, that station, yep. you know, every single air pers- every different time slot was like its own um, universe. And, it, right. you know, and, uh, and it well, was something. Yeah, and that was that was also that time when when FM, you know, and Ariston and, and the, the whole uh, group over at LAV first started that format. I mean, it, FM radio was just getting underway. I mean, it, at, the, at that point, AM was everybody was listening to AM on their on their car stereos, and FM was just this new format. And so, not only was it a new format that actually sounded so much better than AM radio. But they were doing the whole progressive rock album rock thing that no one else in the in the in the in the in the state or at least in the city was doing at the time. And there were very few stations even in the country that were trying that type of format. But it it worked and worked well here in West Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. And because uh, I I didn't grow up here, but I grew up in in Detroit where it was similar. You had um, uh, the riff to me was mm-hmm. was uh, and that's what I thought when I did discover LAV. I was like, what well, boy the the way people gravitate towards it um, right. is, is similar type of fanaticism, you know? Well, and, 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 and I think it was just, I, I put a little aside in my article too about Harris and, and, and I never got confirmation on this, but it wouldn't have surprised me, but I'd often heard the rumor that back at the old LAV days, Harris uh, actually brought in a metronome and had it going when he was a song and he would use that beat of that metronome to make sure that the next song he played matched that beat exactly when he faded into the next song so there wouldn't be you know just a little bit of an off beat it was this continuous beat and that was just i mean that was the perfection that he put into each one of his airships i mean he wanted to make sure that it was the best that he could present with the best music and the the best information that was out there well uh gone too soon i know he struggled because he had lost his voice and of all the things to a i mean my god i can't even imagine but i i was able to communicate with him over the years and we would text back and forth, mm-hmm. um, so that was nice. But uh, definitely gone too soon. And I'm and uh, I'm I'm glad you uh, wrote that article because it was it covered a lot of ground and it included uh, links to didn't didn't you say he was uh, he had formed a uh, he was in a band. He was many many years ago. He started out as a, a teenager. He was in a band called the Soulbenders, and they had a, a couple of songs that that uh, locally went right up to number one. And then they later changed their name to Phlegathon and uh, they continued with their success. And he was the keyboard player and the, the lead singer. And in fact, you can still find some of those um, uh, songs up yeah. on YouTube. And like I said, I've got a couple of them in, in the link on the article yeah. there at WGR.com. Yeah. But yeah, and then, and then his life, uh, love for co- the music just continued when he got his first job in radio in LA, at the LAV in the early 70s. It was just his his love for music extended his whole life. I mean, he was on the air. He then went into collecting records. And the first time, I remember I always heard about his massive record collection, album collection. And the first time I actually was uh, at one of the parties at his house, and he, he took me down into the, the basement room. The basement room was huge. I mean, it took up pretty much all of his basement. And you walked in there, and it was like a record store warehouse. There was just shelf after shelf after shelf of thousands of records and every one of the records had a three by five card with all the album cuts on it and all the time. Ah. And he just, he, his, his attention to detail, all that stuff was just remarkable. And then from that love of music, it went into a love of movies. And he was one of the first people that made, um, uh, laser discs 
movies on Laserdisc right. available in West Michigan when yes. he opened up his disc shop. At that point, it was on 28th Street, but later he opened it up there at uh, Celebration Cinema over at Nass Corner. My God. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's it's really uh, staggering the uh, what, what he was into. I wonder if the album collection still exists. I think he used part of that. I, I'm sure it doesn't exist to the mass that it, it, it did at one point. So I know he was using a lot of that, selling off some of the rare records he had for his retirement. So okay. uh, I, I'm sure, like I say, nowhere near matches the number that he had at one point. But I'm sure there's still something, you know, there in the collection. And, you know, and who knows what's going to end up with that, you know, with, with, with right you know, on, the right on. And, and, yeah, deciding what they're going to do with that stuff. Any chance when you visited Eris, you guys busted out the hippie lettuce back in the day? <laughs> oh, I didn't personally with Harris, but I'm sure there was some of that going on. <laughs> uh, as we do this live on Twitch, Chris in the audience writes, I still love hearing Scott on the radio and his tidbits of info on WFGR. Yep. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's, this has been a career for you. I'm on 34 years now on the air here in Grand Rapids and it's been, it's been a fun run. There's been some ups and downs along the way, but you know, overall, it's been a it's been a great run, and I'm grateful for you know every day I can still do it. That is awesome. All right. Well, I tell you what, I appreciate the time and uh, you know, adding your uh, personal insight to the uh, a very sad passing of yep. um, a terrific, terrific radio personality and a wonderful human being, uh, the one and only Aris Hampers. I appreciate you, Scott. People can check you out on WFGR. What time are we going to listen? I'm there from two to seven Monday through Friday, and then they're on the middays on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. Love it. That's a lot of Scott. We need more Scott. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one, buddy. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks. See ya. Scott Winters. A uh, long time, like you said, 34 years on the radio in Grand Rapids. And uh, rest in peace, Eris Hampers. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this podcast. I am uh, out of time, talent, efforts, you name it. And I will talk to you on the Patreon. Wait till you see on the Patreon the video I'm going to share of the woman who can't stop destroying her body. One of her gigantic breast implants popped. All right, folks. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.